the mix on today. We have a special guest that we're going to do a uh, a call in for her tonight. And I hear that she has something very important that she would like to share with the audience tonight. Compliments of Pastor Blount. We thank God for Pastor Blount. Uh, we thank God for her fellowship and her friendship. Amen. My wife told me she knew Pastor Blount back in the day. And uh, we thank God for her and all she does and promoting our ministry. And she'll come by and hang out with us sometimes. And Pastor Blount, we thank God for you. We thank God for your spirit and what you're doing. And she brings to us tonight um, a lady, uh, and she's going to um, come to us in our own way. She's going to talk to her, to us. I think her name is uh, Mrs. I won't even try it. I won't even try it. I'm going to let. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Amen. I just met her by phone the other day, and she's going to come on and she's going to talk to us. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to give her a call right now. We're going to give her a call. To God Hello. be the glory. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Reverend Mixon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell us your name again. My name is Maureen Churn. I am the bishop and overseer at Agape Tabernacle, Household of Faith Church. Reverend James E. Churn, Jr. is the senior pastor there. Amen. Sister Churn, we are so glad to have you here today. Uh, compliments yes. of Sister Blount. And we thank God yes. for her. Um, she told us some good things about you, but I want you to introduce yourself to the audience and um, just share with us. And we do have the time. All right. I'll be happy to. I first want to say hello to everyone out there. And I'm glad that you're tuning in. And I hope that from our time together, you will benefit. I hope you won't feel like, oh, I could have been doing something better. Mm -hmm. I pray that it'll be a blessing to you. As I said, um, I hold the office of overseer over my church yes. and position of bishop. And for those of you that don't think women should be doing that, I know just what you mean. Uh-oh, watch out. Just, watch out I now. I used to feel just like you. <laughs> okay. So don't hold that against me. Okay. Uh, please <laughs> listen to me anyway because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And those of us that belong to Christ, that is. But I wanted to share with you that my, all of us need to know our gifts and talents and what God has called us to do. And mine is teaching and reaching. Uh, yes, I preach. Yes, I, I do the things that the called-out ministry requires because I was called by God to it. Yes. But I really like to see people knowing how much the Lord loves them and how important it is to have a relationship with him. He's just the most wonderful thing that can happen in your life, and then he's the most glorious person to have in your life. I think the ministry that I founded called Peach Ministries, with the acronym People Everywhere Accepting Christ's Help, would help you to understand the position that I come from. And it started out that when I was, in leadership as a pastor, I was doing pastoral counseling, and as a result, most of the people that were coming to me were coming to me with the issue of sexual abuse in their life, and because they trusted me and trusted that position as a pastor, they felt 
that they could confide in me, and many shared that awful secret that they had kept many years in their lives, male and female. And it was astonishing to see how much the Lord blessed them once they were able to share a secret that had been eating away at them for years. So that's how I I got into it, and I did it in my vocation as a social worker in the Philadelphia prison system, from which I'm currently retired. And I worked with addictions, first in drug and alcohol, and then working with sex offenders. And that's another program, Reverend Mixon, where I talk about the significance of working with offenders being the highest form of helping survivors. Wow. Because many offenders have no idea of the impact of what they're doing, even the violent ones, yeah. of what they're doing to the people that they harm. Yes. So, uh, and, and I can tell you just as a side point that I actually was able to help men take prison s- s- sentences, go to prison, because they recognized the harm that they had done to someone else, especially the ones who were child-oriented offenders. They yeah. were damaging children, as some of them had been damaged, and some of them had not been damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most rewarding things along those lines is a young man that came to see me as a pastor for pastoral counseling who was able to recognize that he was grooming one of his friend's children so that he would have an opportunity to molest him. Lord have mercy. And he was able to tell me. And those are just one of the many subjects that no one wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I feel that the Lord has blessed me to be able to get into that awfulness and bring the light of the gospel and the light of God's healing into that awfulness. Wow. So as I was working with that ministry, it was only recently that it took another turn. As I was taking uh, counseling, getting counseling Mm -hmm. for the death of my sister that occurred in April of 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, it it, it hit me so very hard, and I didn't even know how I was going to be able to attend the funeral. If you ever have something to bring you to your knees, then you're over and you can't pick your head up. Wow. And I'm a and I'm a mature, strong Christian woman. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with my faith. It had to do with life on life's terms. I lost one of the closest people to me in my life wow. that I grew up with. Didn't know life without her. I'm her older sister, so I was here when she got here. Yeah. And it was a hard, awful feeling, but a friend recommend that I uh, Zoom participate in a Zoom meeting with her Sunday school class mm-hmm. class on counseling for those who were bereaved. And so I did. I left my service. That, we have a Zoom service, and I left my service early. And in order to be on time for that class, it was the best thing that I'd ever done. Wow. The, wow. the, the woman who led the class, who is now my mentor, she, she said, just a minute. You haven't even, your, your sister hasn't been funeralized. I said, no. She took the time to talk with me, ask me questions, and that time with her, even though her class was over because I was given the incorrect time, she stayed and talked to me. And as a result, I not only went to that that funeral, I have been able to turn my sister's death into a memorial where I have begun to do grief counseling. Wow. 
Wow. And and that's how I come to you today because uh, one of the articles that I'm writing for Pastor Jackie Marrow at Jesus is the Way Christian mm-hmm. Church, they have a newsletter. Mm-hmm. And she and I did an article for the holidays called Coping with Grief yes. for the Holidays. I've done a series of articles on grief in general, dealing with grief and helping your children through grief, helping your teens. I'm sorry, Reverend Mixon, did yeah. you want to interrupt me? No, go ahead. I'm I'm soaking up what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> I'm and, listening, and girl. So I've done, okay, I've done some articles on that, mm-hmm. but I was doing one special for the holidays, and to have the opportunity to speak to those who are suffering, dealing with grief, um, I want to say some things that I hope will be helpful. But before I do, I want to talk about this fact. Every headline, every earthquake, every murder, every act of violence, Everywhere there occurs a death, there are people behind those headlines. Yes. There are people who are going to be grieving possibly for the rest of their life. Mm. Because no matter where you are, who you are, how you are, death forces you onto what is called a grief journey. Mm. You don't get to choose when you go. You only get to be there and figure out how you're going to handle it. Mm. And unfortunately, as a society in many cases, we do not know how to deal with grief, don't know what to say, don't know how to say it, don't know how to be, don't even know how to experience it. Yes. And what happens is we tend to numb, veg out, say, look, I'm saved, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, and God's going to get me through this, and think you should be over it, and that is untrue. Mm, mm. That's just not true. Grief does not have a timeline. Wow. Grief... It does its own thing, but I will say this. Grief that is not expressed simply sits there and festers and affects you for the rest of your life. Wow, wow, that's powerful. You can can get past it and you can function, but you, you will be affected by that unexpressed grief. How about, let me me ask you this. How about our knowledge that... um, the Lord, we're going to see our loved ones again, particularly those who have gone on to be with the Lord. We know we're going to see them again. And that's motivation. Absolutely. And that's motivation that's to get the word out now and to evangelize our children, our grands, and people who we love. We need to tell them about Jesus because if God does decide to allow them to be taken, we know that we're going to see them again. How would this feel? Let me give you a scenario, Reverend Mixon. Mm-hmm. You break your leg and the bone is sticking up through the skin. Okay. And I tell you that the God that made you is going to heal you. You may have to wear a cast, but God is going to heal you. You're going to be all right. What does that do for your pain? Okay. So the pain's still there. I hear you. <laughs> you, you get me. We, are, we have to allow ourselves to find a way to live through the anguish and the pain that the journey of grief puts us on. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't be able to, I won't even try to talk about when violence is the reason. Mm. But generally speaking, in the everyday death in the family lost, you are going to have to do something to help yourself on this journey. Yes. You won't always have the anguish of the immediacy of it, like the acuteness of it or when it first happened. Mm-hmm. But that dull ache, 
that you're able to push down by not dealing with it. Yes. It just resides. Okay. So what is your solution to it? You're saying that this is something that we're going to have to deal with uh, lifelong, I'm, or are we saying that through I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me? I, I, I like the example that you gave us about the, 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 the arm, you know, the bone is coming through the body. It's still there. Yes. Well, this is what I want to, this is what I want to respond to that. Mm-hmm. All of the things that we know in scripture and especially people of faith who have a relationship with the Lord, that's going to help immeasurably gonna in help, helping yes. you heal. Mm-hmm. But heal, grief doesn't heal by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say it like this. In Matthew 5, 8, the Lord said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yes. You notice he didn't say, Blessed are they that mourn, for their pain shall be taken away. Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He, he's going to bring a source of comfort. And um, One of my favorite portions of Scripture is Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, where the Lord is in the temple, quoting that Scripture, that mm-hmm. the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, mm-hmm. and he's anointed me to, to, to bind up the brokenhearted. Right comfort those that mourn to give the garment of praise for the spirit of heavy heaviness mm. the the mistake that we make is often we try to have on the garment of praise by faith yes to say we're over something mm-hmm. when what i really just want to say to everyone give yourself an opportunity to heal there are yes. various ways to do it you may not go for counseling but I do encourage you to talk to a trusted friend. As a matter of fact, I'm going to interrupt myself and talk to those of us who don't know what to say when someone has experienced death. May I encourage you not to say what's not necessary to say, like God had beautiful flowers. He picked the, your, your family member as the one he wanted. Yeah. It's wow. something that I say when I'm, talking to adults about how to talk to children mm-hmm. about grief. You don't want that. They don't have enough, especially very young children. They just know that person is missing, and the grown-ups are crying. Right, right. And they don't know how to respond, so they, they'll get a whole screwed-up idea. Excuse the word screwed-up, but they'll get a whole idea of the Lord Jesus or of God that he, he, he snatches people away and makes you sad. Yeah. He, he You know, things of that nature, so... Uh, I found, I I like the word grief literate. Most of us are grief illiterate because no one really talked to us about that. Right, right. But through some information, just talking to a counselor, now I'll go back to the healing part. If you have someone that you can confide in and you have an opportunity when you feel like screaming or you're so angry you, you feel like you can knock your refrigerator over, you're able to say it without judgment. Yeah. You're able to talk about how you feel without being told, well, you've been saved such and such years. You need to be over it by this. And the difficulty, when you have the scripture, we know we have a hope. But something has to get you from the pain of what you've experienced to the place of hope within that pain. And mm-hmm. that's where uh, you are kind to yourself and you find people you can confide in or you actually get yourself some information you can google it and there yeah. are all kinds of grief support groups and grief information even if you don't want to talk to anyone yeah please read about what grief does sometimes people have all kinds of stress and trauma 
and then they have different things happening at different times of the year and don't even realize it's an anniversary. It may not be the anniversary of the death. It may be that lost one's birthday, or yeah. it may be a special time you had together. And does we, that help, Reverend yeah. Mixon? Yes, it does. And I just want to say, too, that I think the gospel helps, too. And I say it in a sense that God lost his son. Um, okay. He gave his son. His son died. He bled. He was beaten to a pup. I mean, almost unrecognizable. All I'm, and, and I'm just saying that to say this, that that gives us some comfort that Jesus died. He took a beating for us. He took a beating. And I'm sure the father wasn't up there saying, wow, that's a good thing. But he did mm-hmm. it for us. And there's some suffering on the journey. There is some um, hardship on the journey. There's some death on the journey. Lazarus had died, and they were upset about that. And we're going to die one day. But the gospel is a comfort that 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 knowing that we lost a loved one or lost a, someone we love. How about broken marriages? Some people, that's like there a you death. Go. You know what I mean? I, the wife I left agree with you. or the There's husband left. Mm-hmm. You but, know? Pat, Reverend Mixon, there's yes. only one small thing I want to say to you. What's that? Everything you said is absolutely true mm-hmm. if the person can hear it. Right, if they can hear it. I hear you. They may not receive it, but they at least, if they could just hear it. And sometimes that pain and anguish has to be quieted yeah. so that they can move to a place of being able to receive hope. So there's I time. I in no way mean that God can't help you. I do not mean that at yeah. all. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there that Jesus heals all of our wounds. I'm just saying in time. It's not nothing overnight. And like you say, to to lose a loved one, that may be a lifelong thing. But with Jesus, with the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And and what he's done. Well, um, well, it moves from being unbearable to bearable to actually being able to honor them, to be grateful for the memory of them. Yes. The reason I say that you'll be, it'll be with you for all of your life, yes. the level of your grief will not be the same all of your life, yes. but you're missing that person. It's just a part of the framework sure. of where you are in your life. That's in a general sense. Speaking. Sure. Uh, sure. But the pain of, the, of it is what I'm concerned that if a person does not allow themselves to grieve, uh, they find themselves, they're missing out, and it impairs some of the joy experience of their life, they're a certain way, and they almost don't know why until something happens and they, well, I'll say, for example, when I lost my mom, my dad, different, very close family members, yes. I didn't grieve like I grieved over my sister, and I didn't do it with assistance. Wow. I had other family members there. We talked about it, but for the most part, I just didn't talk about it because I knew, I knew where they were going to be. I knew, you know, one day I would see them again, and mm-hmm. that was that. And it wasn't until I got into the grief of my sister that I realized I had never really grieved effectively yes. the loss. And I was able to do it quickly. I mean, I was able to see what was going on with me with that yes. very, very quickly. You know, just being having a safe place to talk about it is what it really amounted to. Yeah. And I had a, it I, just brought such mm-hmm. victory and liberty for me. Yeah, I had a cousin that I grieved over more than I did my parents. I didn't mm-hmm. even know I was that close to him. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I was close to him, but I grieved for him more than I did my parents. I'm like, oh, I my understand. God. 
Where where is this coming from? But you know it, what? You mm-hmm. you really helped us tonight. You're really helping us in the sense that to be sensitive to those who have loved, uh, yeah. lost loved ones. My wife, in particular, had lost a son, and uh, he was oh a grown God. son. So, and I but know see, that's a whole mother, mother, child. Yeah, that's a whole nother dynamic. Yes, that yeah. I, uh, comes into play when I talk to someone like that. Yeah, I beg, I beg them, please don't make themselves get over it or think they should. Oh, right, because, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't please don't be trying to figure out why am I feeling this way. Right, because right. Because the, the way grief presents itself, I do want to mention that, Reverend Mixon. Yeah. Grief presents in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a flood, it's a volcano, an eruption of emotions. Yes. Other times there's a numbness you think you'll never feel again. Yes. Other times there are various ways that it shows up, and it never shows up the same way consistently now it could but in most cases it just shows up different ways different times yeah and you and but if you know it and you recognize it it helps to be able to know what it is and not need to do anything about it or get rid of it yes you you'll be you're going to be okay and and it's important when you open your mouth and you you talk to someone even if it's in prayer yeah, you know, I know we had went to um, her son's grave and put flowers down a couple times. Oh, one, how beautiful. And and um, I didn't understand it in the beginning because we never went to our mother's grave or our father's grave and done that. Mm-hmm. That was a new experience for me that I was blessed to share that with her. And I oh, know sometimes, beautiful. and I like what you said, it's not like you're going to ever get over over it, but you can live through it. And yes. the gospel, the message that Jesus was raised from the dead, even so our loved ones also will be raised from the dead. So when mm-hmm. I when I believe in the gospel and I believe in the scripture and I believe in what God says, that does lighten my burden of anyone sure. dying or anyone leaving. You know what I mean? That one day yes. I'm going to see them again. Um, Lazarus. Um, his his family didn't think they'd see him again. They said, Jesus, go. care if not if we perish. I mean, our brother has died. You should be here by now. They were grieving, and the Lord had yes. to let them know that he is the resurrection and the life, and that though he was dead, he shall live again. And all I'm mm-hmm. saying is, and I'm not saying anything different from what you're saying. I'm just saying think- there is a blessed hope, and his name is Jesus, and they're just sleeping in the presence of God. Uh, they thought that Lazarus was dead. He was dead, but not until Jesus appeared. When Jesus appeared, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Amen. Reverend Mixon, what, yes. what did Jesus do when he heard that his friend had died? He stayed away purposely, four days. And what did he do? Everybody's he, favorite Bible verse in John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. There you go. Amen. It's that, Amen. And it's that anguish that causes you to weep that I want to encourage everyone to know you can't put a holy ghost bandage on it you have to let yourself find a way to walk through that and there's your hope see you you live with hope and you encourage us to live with hope and i think that's so important yes i i i just do and uh so i so you and i are not at cross 
So oh, no, we're, we're on the same page. We're, we're on right the same together page. on the we're same right page together. for that. Let the people um, grieve. They're going to grieve. It's natural to grieve. It's natural to feel a certain yes. way. It's, you don't have to be persecuted because you have a loved one that died and you're still grieving. There's no time limit on it. Not time and you express that well. There's no time limit. You you know yes. nobody should say, Well, Dad, you should have got over that by now. It may be a yes. lifelong grieving in some type of way, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and his name I'd is like, Jesus. I'd like to share a quote to you. Yes. I don't know if you are familiar with Susan Boyle who shocked the world when she went on one of the talent shows mm-hmm. and she didn't look very much like a good singer. But she sang so well, she has gone on to become an international singer. Okay, okay. And she had some special needs. Okay. And she talked about mental illness, and she said, it was like being in a dark tunnel, and I couldn't get out. Yeah, I knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Wow. And I was searching for it throughout my life. Wow. And her faith is what helped her. Yes, yes. To become well. And and that's what I I feel that if you would allow yourself, it will help you reach the very the very one who's there with his hand extended. Yes. To, to pull you into a relationship yes. with him or he's standing at the door and knocking. And we have I'd a, like to share one more thing with you, Reverend Mixon. Not yes. Not knowing how to respond, you know, I used to say my condolences in your loss. Now I don't say things like that. One gentleman shared in a group that his his wife of 59 years had passed away. Mm-hmm. When I had an opportunity to get to him alone, I said, would you like to tell, tell me about your wife? He said, I would love to. Wow. And he told me about his wife. I've learned how to ask people if they would like to talk about their loved one, yeah. if they would like to share something. And every single person in this past year, Mm-hmm. Has said yes and done so. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you, it's it's up. It, you if you think you are encouraged and uplifted when people come to know the Lord to see people smile and appreciate that you appreciate what they're going through by your interest. Yes. Uh, that is it's it's most rewarding and uplifting. Yes. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I thank you for taking time to share what our listening audience today about grief and that it's nothing. And I just want to recap what I'm getting out of this message. Number one, I got, and you can correct me when I'm done. I got out of it, number one, that there's no time limit limit for grieving. Grieve as long as you need to grieve. Uh, Number two, um, you're not wrong for grieving. You're not wrong when somebody died that you're close to, a sibling, a brother, a sister, it's natural to grieve. Uh, number three, um, it's the gr- the grieving may be forever. I mean, not forever, but yeah, it could be a long-lasting grief period. It it may be until God bring you or me home. You know what I'm saying? The grieving yeah. uh, process could be. Um, don't don't let people feel bad. Uh, don't don't. What's the, how I want to say that? Don't feel bad because you're grieving. And if it's a long period of grieving, it's a natural thing to grieve uh, for a loved one that passed. So I've got a 
pretty some pretty good takeaways. Now, I want to say this here. I have a lady that's coming going after you. It's another call in. She and, yes. and she's part of our ministry. And boy, I wish I would have got y'all on a three conversation. I know she would have benefited. I know she's listening because she's on next. Um, um, she lost her husband. Amen. And I know that's a process. That's a yeah. process. That's so, another one. Yeah, that's another one. So I'm going to call her after we finish, and she's going. I'm sure she's going to weigh in on some of the things that you're saying. So if you can, even if we hang up, try to listen if you can, because I'm pretty sure she would love to comment on the things that you said. And she's welcome. You're welcome to give her my number if she'd like to talk with me. Amen. But let me say this in closing. Um, sure. You need to be on the radio. you need to be on the radio helping people you know how many people that need help to hear what you got to say you need to be uh have a radio program a half hour once a week on grief counseling and we could tell the people what time you're coming on we can let them know to tune in and help the people that's out there suffering who think they're you know, wrong for grieving so long. There is something wrong with me. You have the answers to that. And uh, think about it and put it in prayer. I'm willing to look into it, certainly. Amen. Amen. As for your comments on your takeaway. Yes. Go to the head of the class, A+. Plus. God bless you, dear. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you so you. much. Listen, You're keep, welcome. keep in Thank touch you. with me. If the, if the Lord touch you and say, it's your time. We have room for you. Okay? Thank you so much. I'll be in touch. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right. To God be the glory. Boy, that was powerful. That was a powerful man. She ministered to us. I'm going to play a little bit of this song, and then Sister Nanette, I'm going to bring you in, okay? 